0: Repeat after me. I, Michael Wessels. I, Michael Wessels. Allow you, Cameron Shepard... Allow you, Cameron Shepard... To ruin my life. Oh, f
1: <laughs> that was the first few seconds of our very first episode. And now MBFJ presents our 50th.
0: Five years ago he
1: got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember
0: what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal.
1: Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer someone's favorite podcast
2: yes and the world's greatest podcast oprah's favorite podcast
1: hey bitch oh sorry hey (laughs) it's perfect
0: hey mikey guess what today is
1: it's our 50th Motherfucking episode. <gasps> that's golden in marriage years. Yeah, it's our golden shower anniversary. <laughs> oh my God, that's full circle because the very first episode, you gave me a golden shower. Well, not in the record. <laughs> <laughs> to mark this new podcast endeavor. <laughs> I pissed in your mouth. <laughs> I just watched a rip my mouth. Why is it going to be mouth? Because that's so much grosser. It's foul. Uh. Um, I just watched an episode of Billy on the Street and uh, he was like going up to random people because that's what the show's about and he says
0: oh interesting it must have been one of those strange episodes where he was on the street
1: he's like lady donald trump what's the first word that comes to mind she took a second and she goes golden shower
0: (laughs) i would like to point out that i didn't so much give you a golden shower as i gave you a golden pool bath a golden bath golden bath (laughs)
1: i wake up in a fucking puddle
0: i woke up the next morning realized what had happened cripplingly hung over tried briefly to blame it on emma and then i was just like you know what we both know the truth of this situation
1: speaking of golden showers cam and i just watched <laughs> rain on me ariana and <laughs> it has nothing to do with golden showers other than the fact that they're wet <laughs> it's called rain on me Urane Nate on me. <laughs> yes. Illuminati, it's the, it's the message. Um, and it is the BOP we all needed. It is I was squealing the whole time. But. Yeah,
0: we so the song dropped last night and we were both like yeah that's a good song um but like so many good gaga tracks uh you see the video and you're like i get it all i see her vision i understand it and now i'm 100 in. and that video is so fun
1: it's so fun and she her and uh ariana are just like i feel like in telephone it's like oh here's beyonce randomly and gaga's song and this one is like ariana and gaga are sharing this and it's lovely yeah great although that is a great video it's a the very telephone? cool video yeah it, i mean they're all good yes it just yeah anyway that's not what anyone is here for <laughs>
0: Um, As you may or may not have seen, we put out a call to uh, reach out to us, tell us what you've learned, what you want to hear, what you want more of, what you hate, all those kinds of things, Uh, and we heard from so many people. So this episode is dedicated to you. We'll be
1: back with the journal next week, but to celebrate 50, we wanted to share some of our favorite voicemails and emails from both new and longtime listeners, as well as some familiar characters from the journal. It's kind of a
0: beautiful thing not to talk about what we're doing in our quarantine life. We have something else to talk about for once. I know. Once. Thank
1: God. <laughs> so I've got an email here I want to start with for two reasons. One, it's full of compliments. Okay. Um, <laughs> and two, it mentions that theater I complained about for the first three episodes. Perfect. I love it. So this is from Ashley from New York. Hey, Mike and Cam. Congrats on your 50th episode and for your New York Times review. That is huge. I have been listening since the beginning—I had no idea she was listening—and have enjoyed watching it grow into a thoughtful, hilarious, nostalgic comedy show between two dynamic friends. This podcast packs a punch. It makes you think deeply, laugh fully, and celebrate individuality. Oh my god, what a log line. Put that in our bio. Mike, we only got to know each other for a brief time during a show at your favorite Philly area theater. (laughs) (laughs) Remember drinking whiskey in that guy's dressing room during the show? Was that just me? (laughs) Let me know. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember taking a shot of whiskey at intermission, which is not terribly professional, but obviously we needed help getting through those
0: shows. We've also talked a lot about your complete inability to act professionally at your current job. So, I mean, probably not a huge surprise to the listeners. <laughs> You've mentioned eating ass to tables, I think. Uh, that's true. I <laughs> offer them
1: dessert via <laughs> analingus. Um, she goes on. I remember having all kinds of wild conversations with you about your tirades on cruise ships and your insane experiences at that theater. I think it's brilliant that you turned reflecting back on all these experiences into a podcast. My favorite part of the podcast is gayest moment of the week. (laughs) Us too. The theme song is hilarious. It always gives me a chuckle to hear what your moments were, and it gives me an excuse to think of what my own was. I love that. As a straight lady, she's thinking of her own gayest moments. She's not the only one. Um... I'll share mine from this week. The other day, I was noodling around on the piano and spent about an hour ruminating over which Celine Dion song to cover. That is day. <laughs> I love her. Let's be friends. Okay. <laughs> that's the way it is, was the winner. Um, mm-hmm. Stay tuned for a video. Oh, I'm thrilled. <gasps> oh my God, please. Kudos to you for being some of the most authentic podcast hosts in the game. As an artist, your bravery inspires me to continue to show up fully as myself and share my work with the world. Love, Ashley. Oh my God, that is so sweet. Oh my sweet. God, that's very nice. Oh, that was so lovely. Thanks, Ashley. Um, I'm obsessed with your gayest moment, and now I think we should share our own. It wouldn't be an episode without one. Well, I guess the the first 18 don't count then, (laughs) because we started that bad boy late. They absolutely do not. Gay,
3: gay, gay, gay.
0: So my gayest moment of the week comes in the form of a DM in Instagram. Someone slid into my DMs, if you will. Did they use lube? Uh, no. No lube. Dry <laughs> as fuck, actually. Oh, God. Uh, this is the message I got. Hi, sir. I was wondering if you were interested in having a younger male sugar baby <laughs> with a heart emoji. um This person has zero <gasps> followers, zero posts, and... I'm thrilled. And, uh, I am uh, thrilled. I would uh, did like you say to, yes? I would like to go on record as to say I'm 33, far too young to be a sugar daddy. Thank you so much. And far not rich enough. I- <laughs> I guess your pictures say otherwise far not rich enough um yeah it is pretty insulting but also is it i mean i feel like i'm at a a moment in my life where i'm too young to be a sugar daddy mm-hmm. and too old to be a sugar baby and therefore should be left the fuck alone
1: <laughs> um i feel the same and it's um it's a challenge because i just don't know where i fit in the world you know <laughs> uh, and really if you don't know
0: how to be a sugar daddy or a sugar baby who are you i'll just have to to <laughs> Pick a side, and I choose Sugar Baby. (laughs) You are a few years younger than me. You probably need to shave your chest if you're going to really play up that Twinkie role. I
1: guess so. I haven't taken a razor to that bush in a long time. (laughs) I like you, Harry. Oh, thanks. Yeah,
0: bush is back. I've been watching... um, uh Ad bryant's show shrill and there is a epi- or there is a character on there who talks all the time about how bush is back and she has a 70s theme party and says full bush required
1: on the invitation i love that <laughs> i have full chest bush but also full bush bush because like i don't care right now i wonder oh. how many people are out there not not touching a damn thing in quarantine i don't know um let us know how how measure your bush for us <laughs> inches i guess if you're european or australian you can use um centimeters Centimeters, yeah, (laughs) or millimeters or meters meters
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll take it in metric or imperial but what we want is for you to comb it out straight and then take a ruler to it (laughs) i don't need to know how deep your brillo pad is
1: (laughs) brillo pad mikey
0: what's your guess moment
1: okay so one of my dearest lifelong friends just did his master's thesis uh via zoom because he You know, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, I've heard Uh, (laughs) he, um, which is was good for me because I wouldn't have been able to see it otherwise. Uh And he did it on. um, He was telling kind of his own journey. Yes, Cam.
0: (laughs) I've started raising my hand when I want to speak. Um, What is he? What did he study?
1: Oh, sorry. He's a drama therapist. Oh, fascinating. Very, very cool. And he's it's perfect for him. And he kind of um, I don't know exactly what the prompt was, but he ended up telling us about his like queer journey and his like uh, discovery to kind of authenticity via um britney spears he put himself in her shoes
0: literally like I, bought I mean, some on ebay or i don't
1: know that they were her shoes but he had some britney costumes it was really wonderful oh my god <laughs> um, he did a music video to circus to hit me baby one more time and i forgot what the other one was it was so so gay and so so good and so genuine it was like it's actually a very I mean, I can't think of anything gayer than doing your master's thesis on something Britney Spears related, but man, it was so fucking well done. I
0: don't, I can't even uh, imagine how he did it, but he must be, um, he like, it was very of, smart and very gay both, in order to pull that off and still get awarded his master's yeah. degree.
1: <laughs> both are true. He, um, it was honestly, it was just so fucking good. there's so many parallels between like a queer journey and Britney Spears is kind of like, uh, rise Roller to fame coaster, and trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is fascinating, and I love that your gayest moment was just watching someone be insanely gay and it was also brilliant.
1: So good. So, so good. Yeah, it was a, a visceral gay moment.
0: That is wonderful. I love that so much. And also, uh, you know, all the people, we've talked a lot about it, um, but the people that are graduating uh, either high school or, you know, with degrees that aren't able to have those moments right now, I love that they are especially like something like that. Like, why why not present your dissertation to anyone who wants to watch because it's going to be on Zoom anyway. So you can invite That's friends true. and family. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it's uh, some silver linings here. Fabulous. Let's keep this intro short and sweet and get to our first voicemail. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Me too. All right, who's up first? First up is Hannah from LA.
4: Hi, Mike and Cam. Longtime listener. Big fan. This is Hannah, by the way, former college roommate. Mike, I will say you were probably my favorite college roommate. You're a great roommate. I think there was some discussion about that. Um and and I can vouch, I can say that you're an excellent roommate and a lot of fun to live with. I am the friend who had the humiliating experience of um, being the hiding place. Well, I was not the hiding place. My room was the hiding place for Mike's large dildo <laughs> that he was hiding from his family.
1: I'm glad she wasn't the hiding place. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time.
4: And he forgot it in my room for my mom to find later when we when I was moving out.
1: I love that she called me a great roommate and followed it with this.
4: <laughs> um, I completely blacked that experience out of my memory. So it was a nice reminder that yeah. that, that happened, <laughs> hearing it on the podcast. I also got stuck with a snake, a pet snake, mm-hmm. which is not something I ever thought I would have. Mike and our other roommate at the time were talking about getting – a puppy for the house, which I don't know if they're ever actually serious about that, but I was a hard no (laughs) on that. But I did come home one day, and they had a snake, and its name was Misha.
1: Barton. (laughs) And
4: it ate frozen mice, and I usually was the one that had to feed it the frozen mice once we got mice that were too big for it, and so we had to, like separate the mice had no. to cut them up to feed oh. to this little snake anyways baby snake mike and this roommate eventually left ithaca and then i was the proud owner of a pink <laughs> snake for a little while what
1: an asshole i was like here you go bye <laughs> which
4: i'm okay with it was a cool snake you should uh, but i did <laughs> give it back to the pet store when it was time for me to leave upstate new york
0: Is it the same as taking it to a farm
4: my best friend's journal is probably my favorite podcast that I'm listening to right now and I listen to a lot of podcasts I have a lot of podcasts on rotation I think that a lot of what you talk about is really important and the kind of stuff that not everybody can talk about with the people in their lives so you know being able to tune in and listen to podcast friends have relevant discussions about what it is to live in the world right now is a great thing and it I believe helps uh, a lot of us listeners with the loneliness of being in quarantine so thanks podcast friends I hope you keep doing this for a long time
1: well how freaking sweet is she that is so wonderful she has been one of like the greatest gifts of this podcast honestly we lost uh, connection we really haven't spoken much since college and then I realized she was in LA when I was here and we've gotten together and we've talked more and she's so so cool and I'm so glad we Got that to... makes this
0: entire thing worth it. That you are, I'm being earnest here when I say this. It's worth doing all this if you can reco- or if you can reconnect with a lifelong friend. That's
1: beautiful. Very very sweet of her to call me a great roommate and then explain how not only did I force a dildo on her, not in her, I should clarify.
0: Like I'm just going to I'm going to hide this in your room cool. She's like, "Sure." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um left her with a snake that she had to take care of. <laughs> I And threatened to get a puppy.
0: (laughs) I am shocked. I'm not shocked that uh, college Mike wanted to get a puppy because I think... I
1: don't think I meant it. There's no way I would be that stupid. Uh Uh-huh. Well... Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I'm I'm thinking back to college. Like, we me and my roommates like really wanted a dog. We were just like, I don't think we can really make it happen. But I mean, everyone wants a dog in college. You're living on your own. You're like, time for a pet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, but the snake thing, first of all, what is it with the men in my life being snake people? I always thought snake. Who the people fuck were else weird. has a snake? Peter grew up with a snake. You grew up with a ball python named Timber. <laughs> and it Did was a girl. I don't know why was Timber. Here's <laughs> going down. <laughs> my snake's named <ain't> Timber <laughs> <laughs> i like that remix <laughs> but uh yeah so weird i always thought snake people were weird people just one step up from bird people just find it very bizarre to have a, a bird trapped in a cage it's so depressing to me
1: it's awful and they're it's literally just annoying i don't know what joy you get from it like it, it's awful i um, don't know cool so i'm a terrible roommate <laughs> So we're sticking with the good roommate thing then? <laughs> she <laughs> called me a good one, but then the example she gave begged to differ. So I'm going to choose I'm going to choose to consider myself a good roommate, but I, I don't know. I'll let the listeners decide.
0: Now that I think about it, that is probably a very responsible college pet to have. It's like you, oh, it's you throw a mouse at it once a week. It was tiny. Once a week, it's mouse.
1: like, yeah, r- rarely do they even eat. Oh,
0: God, having to cut apart mouse oh! carcasses, though.
1: Super oh. uh, gross.
0: Could you have a snake now being a vegan and having to knowing that you would have to feed it animal products
1: um i have no desire for a snake but yeah the feeding animal products wouldn't be a problem because i can't make a snake yeah i'm not gonna make a snake vegan sure (laughs) (laughs) and this is my dead snake
0: (laughs) (laughs) gross um okay so speaking of bad roommates we did hear from another long-time listener and she had a good roommate story for us she knows that we love roommate stories and this one also has to do with a dildo kind of um actually i'm not sure if it's dildo or just masturbation but you know it's all in the same brand this is ciara from new zealand uh she sent us an email with actually three really good roommate stories uh all of them in college and i i don't have we don't have time to read all of them but um she spent her first night in college listening to her roommate have sex with a 31-year-old man as an 18-year-old in college.
1: I don't like that. It's Uh, a little skeevy. uh Squicky.
0: Her second year in college, she um, had a roommate who had a picture of a guy playing football on her wall. Ciara asked if this was her boyfriend playing college football, and she said, No, it is my boyfriend, but he's in middle school. He's about to be in eighth grade. (gasps) This was a college freshman.
1: So Ciara's roommate was was dating dating an eighth eighth grader. Oh, my God. That reminds me of the episode of Broad City where Abby dates up. Uh, she kisses. Uh, she orgasms during. Uh, nobody cares. Watch Broad City.
0: <laughs> Tries
1: it three times, realizes he hates it. <laughs> Um, her
0: parade of bad roommates continues the very next semester when, uh, on the day when she moves in with a new roommate, she spills glue on her jeans and takes them off to wash them really quick. And, uh, her roommate happens to walk in for the first time at that moment when Ciara is standing there with no pants and no underwear on. (laughs) Why did and she take her underwear off? She got glue on that too. She wasn't wearing any. <laughs> she, she says, "I was running bottomless from my room across an open area to where the wash was, and the new roommate walked in for the first time, spotted me,
1: left, and never came back. <gasps> <laughs> she never had another. She never saw that person. Never again. saw that person again. That is amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Note to anybody going to college uh-huh. and roommate, show them your pussy. Yeah." <laughs> uh- Nope, that's sexual assault. Bad advice, bad yeah, advice. Don't don't. But if they walk in on you and you happen to be naked, then perhaps you'll get a solo room.
0: Um and then she said, now for my shameful part in this roommate saga, that last one didn't count, apparently. <laughs> she said it might be my or it might be time for me to change my name and email as to keep my precious identity anonymous. Uh fast forward one more time to my third year in college. I moved out of the dorms and got a one-bedroom apartment up with my friend. She was driving down to LA from Oakland with her mom and sister with all her belongings. She texted me and asked me. To leave the door unlocked because she was gonna get in super late that night. I decided that night, that evening was a good time to try out my new fake ID. Bought a bottle of champagne, walked back to my apartment and popped the bottle. Put on a record, and proceeded to masturbate for an hour. Obviously, <laughs> after I was fully, after I was fully satiated and drunk, I fell asleep on my sofa with no pants on. I forgot to unlock the door. This lady hates pants. This woman, her roommate, ended up sleeping in the car with her mom outside the door <gasps> until Sierra woke up at 6 a.m. to let them in. <laughs> She masturbated herself into a drunken
1: stupor and then couldn't unlock the door for a roommate. That's amazing. Would you be, so if you were the roommate here that was locked out and you found out what happened, would you like laugh or be infuriated? Infuriated. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry, I drank too
1: much champagne and came too hard.
0: I couldn't possibly (laughs) open the door for you. (laughs) I was coming for hours. That's not the only uh, story we got this week about roommates and sex
1: things. And to prove it, here's an email from Daniel. From the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Daniel. (laughs) Love him. I don't know where he's from, so for the internet it is. (laughs) Dear Cam and Mike, congratulations on your 50th episode. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you both so much for all of your insanely funny stories, your witty and dirty banter, and most importantly, your beautiful friendship you have shared with the world. You're welcome. I live in Boston. This is Daniel from Boston. (laughs) He's from the internet and Boston? Yeah, he's got two homes. He says, I related hard to Mike's story that he had hard and... Um, italics (laughs) to Mike's story that inspired the name of episode 22 No Dild Left Behind which is the same episode that Hannah that just called was talking about.
0: Uh, Um, Apparently these things are cyclical.
1: I also really hope this message made it to the right email otherwise this story out of context is going to be awkward AF. The folks at mybestfiendsjournal.com are going to have a rude awakening. Last December, I was at work one afternoon when I got the most uncomfortable text I have ever received from my straight boy roommate. Hey, is that black thing in the bathroom some kind of sex toy? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I then realized that I fucked up royally and was faced with my worst nightmare, but I simply replied, Not exactly. I technically wasn't lying, but I was panicking because the truth was arguably more horrifying. That's right, he didn't find a dildo. He found my anal douche. Oh,
0: <laughs> anal douche.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to call it his anal hose.
0: Just douche would be fine. His anal
1: irrigation system.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Shall henceforth be referred to as his A-I-S. I-S. In my prep that morning, yes, prep in quotes, in my prep that morning and rushed to get out the door to work, idiot me fucking forgot to put the douche away after cleaning it. Pun intended. Why? Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, is douching part of his morning routine? <laughs> Did you say he got this text at work? Yeah, wait, he's... <laughs> My prep to get out the door to work, idiot. Why are you douching before work? See if we find out. He's um, Maybe he's a sex worker. Maybe he's <laughs> a sex worker. You know. why? Wh- I, what else? What other job requires a clean His butthole? morning appointments. <laughs> I have a 9 a.m. I proceeded to apologize profusely via text since he definitely didn't need to see such private stuff. You must be thinking, whatever, roommate stuff happens. Not at all what we're thinking. We're thinking, what is your job that you have to douche before work? <laughs> Yes, it does. But in my case, it is much worse because my roommate also happens to be my first cousin. Ooh, it sucks when it's like related. Ooh, first cousin. Yikes.
0: Like, that's just so close. That's like, that's very close family.
1: Yes. A blood relative says, <laughs> found my anal douche just sitting Stop out in the bathroom. saying anal douche. It's what douche. he wrote. Sorry. <laughs> yes. My blood relative found my anal irrigation system just sitting out in the bathroom. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. You just have to douche it away. Oh Nice. <laughs> Anyway, we still live together. That's good that your douching incident didn't cause you to get a new lease. But we most assuredly do not speak of that most awkward moment that brought us closer together as family than we ever thought possible. Lesson learned. Always put your things away. Hope you enjoyed laughing at my expense. Uh, we did. Thank you, Daniel. And congratulations again on 50 episodes. We've got to find out why he was douching
0: before work. Please send him an, Please send him a follow up right this very minute.
1: On it. We're back and we got a response from Daniel. <laughs> He said, I douche that morning because I was going to a weekly happy hour right after work with my running group, all Mm-mm. gays. Mm-mm. I'm already mm. seeing holes in the story. <laughs> holes. Holes. <laughs> and I knew on this particular occasion I was not going to have a chance to go home first to quote unquote prepare. He puts prep in quotes every time. I love it. <laughs> I didn't have a particular prospect of mine, but I historically don't end up sleeping at my own apartment following those happy hour hangouts. I'm good for you. Loud and clear, sir. Loud and clear. And if there is even a remote possibility I might bottom, I definitely try to be as well prepared as possible. In this case, I'm happy to report that my foresight to douche earned a very large return on my investment that night and oh. the next morning. Oh my god. Hope that clears things up. <clears <throat>
0: I'm sure that Mike and I both have the same question though. Like, I, I, I am not disparaging you knowing your body or your ability to be a good bottom. I'm sure that you did great. But for most of us, I think that douching in the morning does not... It's not a full day. It's not a full day. Yeah. Like like uh, prep. That, that's giving you like a few hours of readiness. Probably. It's definitely not giving you like 12 hours. I'm thinking like a full work day, then happy hour. And then moving on to like, he worked out. He must've like eaten whatever. Like he, he said a running group, but he didn't say they went on a run. Maybe he was just meeting his running buddies out for a drink.
1: That's true. Yeah, because I feel like after you go for a sweaty run, you're going to want to uh-huh. do some more prep.
0: Yeah. So um, um
1: I, I, wow. I guess I'm jealous
0: is what I'm trying to say here. You can do that and then know that you're good to go for potentially the next well, 16
1: hours. Okay, TBH. I have done the same, like knowing that it's going to be a long time. Um, I've prepped anyway.
0: And then you just eat salad all day?
1: Yeah, I like... Eat light or don't eat uh-huh. and uh, hope it's okay and then still like do a little quick bathroom check beforehand. Uh-huh. But like
0: Quick bathroom check. That's <laughs> Mike fingering himself under the harsh lights of someone's vanity.
1: Fingering. I fist <laughs> myself. <laughs> the harsh lights of someone's vanity. Feet just, up against the like on the mirror. Just I'm just gonna go
0: freshen up really <laughs> quick.
1: <laughs> 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 um so I've been there and I, I feel like it actually a couple times it has worked, but, like, it hasn't been perfect on an occasion, which makes me, like, question. Uh-huh. It, it makes my confidence level um, decrease. Yeah. And that, that's going to be a satisfactory prep. But you know what? To each his own, and it worked for him, and he got it twice. Good for you, man. Yeah, man. I So many follow-up questions. I want to have a conversation with this we dude. We can't email him again. He responded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan from Boston and the internet. I um, appreciate your, <laughs> <Boston>. your candidness. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. That reminds me, before I forgot to tell you, he said right at the beginning of that first email that he, his roommate just saw his do sitting out. Uh-huh. Um, not terribly long ago, <laughs> I had the same experience. Like, how long ago are we talking? Two weeks. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I guess like a month. Whenever our episode Real Skin Feel came out, because uh-huh. it's related to that, that purchase, Okay. I left my Real Skin Feel toy on my dresser. I thought nobody was home, and so my door was open. It was charging, so it was just sitting there. I didn't know. It was plugged in on your dresser. (laughs) And it's very realistic looking. Anyway, I'm in my bathroom, didn't know Michaela and Kick had come home. And Michaela just goes, That is a massive dildo. She's just standing in your room examining it. She well, she just like walked by on the way to her room and just uh, like nonchalantly. Yes, by the way, I see your gigantic sex toy. <laughs> and I just you made it sound like she was yelling at you. No, she was just like yelling so I could hear. Uh-huh. And I was like,
2: yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like quickly in my mind, do I pretend this is something else? But man, it looks like a dick. So there was nothing, uh-huh. nothing I could do about that. It's honestly the first time I'd felt truly embarrassed with her in a long time. I don't know why. Like that uh, is... she.
0: She has talked to you very openly about her sex. And toys. I've talked
1: about stuff too. It just is yeah. like I don't. It's just an ingrained shame. I don't want you knowing about the things I'm going to put in my butt. Right.
0: We did have uh, like a, a gaybie reach out recently and ask for a link. I think it was a, a young gay man who's still not out, and he asked for that link. And all I could think was. If you're asking for Mike's dildos and you're just starting out, you probably
1: should start somewhere else. No, man, that's varsity level and you're looking for training wheels. Uh, Some
0: might consider it like master's or PhD level. I haven't seen this thing, but I like to imagine it's roughly (laughs) the size and shape of a fire hydrant.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag. She's like, do I have a huge asshole? (laughs) Do I have a huge asshole? Okay, I want to run as far away from michaela talking about my anal play as possible okay. so stick in a nice voicemail or something okay we've got a
0: couple nice ones uh we heard from a couple blasts from the past from your very first cruise contract um beautiful
1: voiced old kenny and- old kenny <laughs> your words not mine not my words k is this um older man who's like 50 one of the most buttery beautiful singers you'll this ever is k hear
0: we were just talking about yeah
1: i think they were going for like a more mature vibe for that to um, play
0: opposite the 50 year old man yeah
1: He's going to murder me, and it's your fault. Hey, Michael. Hey, Cam. This is Kenny, a.k.a. K, a.k.a. The Old One. Congratulations on your 50th episode of My Best Friend's Journal. It has been so much fun listening to you guys kiki
4: and share your lives with us. I know things about Michael that I shouldn't know,
1: and I can't unlearn. (laughs) Oh, and to set the record straight, I was 44 years old when Michael and I met. Old man. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say old. I said older. Anywho, happy anniversary.
2: And here's to 50 more.
1: Oh, that voice is like butter. Even his speaking voice is like butter. I want to hear him sing. uh, He has got... I think the most gorgeous voice I have ever heard to this day. And mm. also his speaking voice is very sexy. I'm, feeling Kenny, I'm little... he's trying to make it up to you. <laughs> I'm not. The, do you tell me <laughs> I was not a sexy voice? I see <laughs> you getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: um,
0: uh, that was a beautiful message. Kenny, thank you so much. And uh, I always assumed you weren't old. I thought Mike was just being really unfair about that the whole time. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that first cruise ship, though, he's not the only person who reached out. Surprise message number two.
2: Hey everybody, it's Matt Belsey, aka the DJ Matt, and I'm just here to wish Michael a massive happy 50th episode for his podcast. It's good to see so many of you getting involved and tuning in. Don't miss out, guys. This is one that you're going to love. If you haven't heard it, make sure you tune in. Thanks. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Peace. Stay, 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 stay.
1: That is the dj thing I've ever heard in my entire life. DJ Matt, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for that. that. So British. Was I wrong? I, I think I feel like I did justice describing him. With DJ Matt. Pew, pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> I only know him as, as DJ Matt. He is always the pew, pew, pew. <laughs> DJ, no matter whether you're in a Starbucks at a wedding or a funeral thanks, uh, thanks. I, I love
0: the like cockney f instead of th also he pretty much recorded a promo for us uh yeah well like uh, anyone that's listening to that has heard this i love it so
1: much <laughs> thank you dj matt that was so sweet
0: um also he produced it that's the best i know that's the the implied pew pew pews in the
1: <laughs> speaking of pew 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 my mom has mentioned to me on many occasions that that is her absolute favorite fucking thing that we do she like can't...
0: did i mean that character
1: only lasted like five episodes i think <laughs> that character had a five episode arc in season one of mbfj <laughs> Um, she treated us to a little voicemail herself.
3: Hey guys, it's mom. Oh,
1: do you call her mom too?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to congratulate you on your fiftieth. I can't believe it. It is insane how amazing this podcast is.
1: Hollywood. Hollywood.
3: <laughs> Michael Cam, you have made me laugh so hard that I have literally spit my coffee out well, while hey. I'm driving. That's usually when I listen. The stories are so raw and honest. And real, I just absolutely love it. Mikey, I do have to confess, you have told me not to listen on certain occasions, but I did. <laughs> anyway, love you guys, keep up the great work, and all I can say is, pew pew!
1: <laughs> Sound like she was maybe shooting us with a gun. Pew pew! <laughs> okay, mom. I specifically said to her, I specifically bragged about the fact that she she... <laughs> was skipping stuff okay well that's good to know because i've stopped telling her to fast forward like many episodes yeah. ago so now i know that that was a good choice
0: yeah but think of all the things she's listened to all about your whole baby the whole thing the whole Stop prospect with the whole. <laughs> <laughs> i love her pew pew it is less of an air horn and more of a like a, a, a lazy finger pew-pew. a lazy <laughs> finger i've been there <laughs> Lazy finger gun. Oh, um, Rose. God love ya. I've never met her, but I feel like I know her. And also that East Coast accent. How do you not have even a little bit of that? Except uh, for calm
1: and qualm. I, I don't recognize it as an accent, but I guess nobody thinks they have an accent. She says coffee. Coffee. Does she? Yeah. Coffee. I almost spent my coffee. I, I guess I never... I don't know. I
0: never... She grew up in Brooklyn, huh? She did grow up in Brooklyn. Yeah. Does it sound Brooklyn-y? Yeah, she sounds like a New York go- New, New, Goyle. A New York Goyle! <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm fucking Tevya.
1: Before we leave... My family shout outs, I should say, we did get a voicemail from a family member I did not expect to hear from. Your dad? Yeah. Yeah. We're besties again. <laughs> Things are cool. <laughs> he's listening? No, actually. Do you uh, have reason to
0: believe that he's listening?
1: I do have reason to believe he's listening. Um, what? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> We've gone from fiddler to Yentel. Very Jewish over here. Um, no, it's not my fucking
2: dad. Uh, <laughs> 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 then Who? Good evening, Michael. It is your brother, Christopher, Oh. leaving you a voice memo from sunny Fort Lee, New Jersey. I've been informed that it is yours and Cam's 50th episode coming up. Been informed, bitch? (laughs) You're not keeping up? And I just wanted to make sure I had a chance to congratulate both of you and uh, tell you how proud I am, how proud I am to call you my brother (gasps) and proud of the success that you have. And despite the fact that I have almost gotten through the first podcast.
1: Uh, Oh, like the first episode? (laughs)
2: I promise to listen to the other 49 and a half of them by the time you guys get to the hundredth episode so the next time I leave one of these voice memos I will at least have uh, listened to the first 50 but again congratulations both of you guys and uh, keep up the good work super proud of you
1: I love that so proud of me couldn't make it through the first episode but so proud (laughs) so proud the most older
0: brother thing I've (laughs) ever heard in my entire life he's never gonna hear this Um, that was very very sweet and also didn't you kind of tell him not to listen
1: yeah I I don't know what I said to him but he's right don't listen Uh I don't need you to catch up Chris You're, you're doing the right thing you
0: don't need to hear all those things about your brother honestly (laughs) would you hear him do a podcast about uh, getting Getting... fucked in the butt (laughs) it it would be different (laughs) (laughs) okay would you listen to him do a podcast about his sex life 100%
1: not no I don't want to (laughs) know (laughs) <laughs> do not want to know although um, your mom and tara i guess it's different with women in your family we've talked about him so infrequently he is who i base my bro um bro accent on
0: he doesn't sound bro he sounds straight and he doesn't i wouldn't say like oh that's definitely your brother based on how you speak or how you sound maybe if i saw you next to each other i'd be like those guys are brothers but people's voices don't necessarily sound like their family
1: we do we look uh, a lot alike or we did when we were little um was he also a roly-poly child no, he was always fit and I was jealous, oh. but he was shorter than me always, so he'd call me fat and I'd call him short. Um. <laughs> ah, brothers, um, the love.
0: Always feeling the love.
1: Yeah. I hope kids are nicer to each other nowadays. Yeah,
0: they probably aren't when they're <laughs> siblings, but yeah, it's, it's nice to hope. Um, okay, thank you, Chris, for that. It was nice to hear your voice finally. Thank I'd, you, Chris. saying thank you. He's never going to fucking hear this, and that's fine. Um, before we get further away from family, though. Did your mom call in? My mother called in.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: No, you fucking idiot. Uh, that would be a whole podcast unto into itself, and honestly, one I never, ever want to face. I know, um, we'd have
1: to have, like, a solid week of therapy for you after that. I'm
0: panicking at the thought. Um, no, we heard from two people who are two of our most loyal listeners. They ask me personal questions about the podcast almost every week. And about the podcast or about your sex life? Both, <laughs> and at family holidays. Okay. Yes, it's my sisters in law both of them. They got together at my mother-in-law's house. Uh,
1: Good. Make the whole family involved. Uh
0: huh. To involve everyone and in sending through a very special message. Uh, and without further ado, Kate and Annie.
1: <laughs> I know this song.
3: <laughs> it's been 12 months that you've been educating us. Mm-hmm. We've learned so much about the gays, the dick, and sniffing bulbs. <laughs> From asshole migraines <laughs> to pterodactyling All your gay encounters and crazy escapades But there's one thing that you haven't shared quite yet Although we've asked and asked and asked Your answer wasn't clear When will we be on your show? Uh. When will we be on your
2: show?
1: Yes, Riff.
2: When will we be on your
1: show? At Harmony! Yes, ladies, and you're on the show right now. Uh, that was
0: the family show, because that was Peter on the keys and his sisters on vocals. <laughs> um, That's adorable. I have to say, my in-laws, their family loves to rewrite lyrics to songs or write poems on the fly. They never worry too much about rhyming.
1: Musical improv classes, they <laughs> say forget about rhyming. Really? Yeah.
0: It's about, Um. That I mean, that is about as on-brand as it could possibly get, especially the fact that they did that on my mother-in-law's phone. Uh, I got a text message after they did that that uh, my mother-in-law had some musical notes for them like Kate you should really sing dick and Annie sniffing bulge is better in your range.
1: (laughs) It's a special thing for a mother to tell her daughter to sing dick.
0: (laughs) I also got a version where uh, my mother-in-law wanted to uh, come in with some percussion um, but she didn't want to sing and so they sent me a version where she's. Banging with a wooden spoon on a can of condensed milk.
1: Which Sounds was, so pleasant.
0: <laughs> was remarkable. So yeah, that's that's my fam.
1: Um, that's beautiful. And also they said the word in there, education, which I believe they coined. Kate coined that, yeah. And now we're going to use it, Kate, so thanks. Um, we keep using it. <laughs> so here are some messages from folks about their education. Yes! First up is a message
0: from Celeste, also from the internet, weirdly enough. Um, <laughs> Dear Mike and Cam, I could write a whole essay as to how much your podcast has influenced me, but I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Thank you. We appreciate that. I came across your show toward the beginning, and I believe you guys were three episodes in. I loved it. Each episode feels like I'm in the room with you, talking about your life and the experiences it brings. This year, I will be graduating high school. Oh,
1: inappropriate for you.
0: (laughs) And heading off to college. Before you go off on me, I know 18-year-old lesbians might not be your target demographic, but fuck you. I lost my prom (gasps) and graduation, so I'll listen to whatever I damn well please heart <laughs> oh okay Celeste yes get it I love her we love a strong woman yeah come one come all baby as long as you're 18 it's fine yeah 18 is great don't tell us if you started listening before your 18th birthday any hooselbees, she wrote I would love any advice <laughs> okay. stories y'all have on moving out of the house and being free in college I hide forget- your dildo <laughs> I forgot which episode you talked about your college lives, but it really was a big focal point in deciding my future. Whether or not you read this on the podcast, thank you for your countless laughs and moments of learning. Know that you have and will change someone's life with your show.
1: That is the sweetest. Thank you, Celeste. That is really kind. Yes, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, Don't tell your parents you're listening to us because we're going to get in trouble. Uh, (laughs) I don't think we can get in trouble. She's a damn
0: adult. That's true. Um, College advice. If I could give advice to my college self, which is the only person I feel qualified to give advice to looking back, is um, everyone's life is changing dramatically uh, in this moment. It's not just yours. Almost everyone is moving out of their parents' house for the first time and being thrown into this big social experiment, which is the freshman dorms. give grace to people because it's an awkward transition for a lot of people. But, um, you know, give, give them grace and give yourself a chance to, uh, you know, experiment and find out who you are when you're not under your parents' roof. It's a beautiful time of exploration. Broaden your mind. Um, try not to get too caught up in other people's petty dramas. (laughs) And, uh, if you can avoid getting a girlfriend right away, I would say date and uh, learn who you are before you try to boo up because, um, college, Romances while they're beautiful can be all encompassing and they were for me and I wish I hadn't dated as much or I wish I hadn't been in uh, a relationship from like the second week of my freshman year.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. I have like I really enjoyed my time messing around with different people. Yeah, (laughs) especially as like (laughs) so your wild oats. Yeah, as a as a gay person, it is going to be probably the most exciting time of your life thus far. Yeah, so nice to have that freedom and enjoy and find your tribe.
0: Are you taking notes? I've got a lot of shit find to say. Find your tribe. <laughs> uh, but
1: seriously, find your
0: find your people. That was the the biggest thing for me. The people that I wanted to party with or um you know just like have sleepovers with. I, these are friends I'm talking about, not romantic people. But um just the people that I couldn't wait to to meet up with every day. You know, that made such a difference in college. It was the, this big exciting time where I was getting to know people and um laying down a pipe. Laying down as much pipe as possible. Yes. <laughs> so in short lay pipe <laughs> <laughs> great thanks celeste love you um now on a slightly more personal note uh mike you've got a message that uh that really touched me I actually cried the other morning while i read this in bed it's because you're a homo it's because i'm a homo and i,
1: can, I never stopped crying <laughs> <laughs> this is from v from philly i came out as a queer person when i was 28 years old and since then i've struggled to feel truly at home with myself While the initial freedom I felt coming out was inspiring in many ways, I also found myself depressed, angry, manic, insecure, self-destructive, and terrified. I had spent so long fiercely trying to squeeze myself into a predetermined box that even today, five years later, I still have a hard time distinguishing between the things I legitimately like, dislike, want, or don't want, the things that make me truly happy and comfortable, and the things that make me scared. Hmm. Every day is like Marie condoing my inner closet. (laughs) I like that. What's this? Does it bring me joy? Hold on. Is it even mine? (laughs) Uh, Or is it my mother's or my ex's or my new partner's? Or did some rando tell me I should have it? Were they right? Should I keep it? What if I need it? And so on and so forth. It feels odd, to say the least, to be an adult in my early 30s and still not quite know what belongs to me slash who I am. There are rare moments, however, that I feel this sort of soul connection with something that cannot be denied. When you all quoted Alexander Leon, I cried.
0: Queer people don't grow up as ourselves. We grow up playing a version of ourselves that sacrifices authenticity to minimize humiliation and prejudice. The massive task of our adult lives is to unpick which parts of ourselves are truly us and which parts we've created to protect us.
1: After years beating myself up for not being able to pull myself together and embrace my new life with full confidence, this was the first time I've ever heard someone make sense of what I was going through with such clarity. It made me feel like I wasn't alone and that everything was going to be okay. Thank you for sharing words like these and for unabashedly putting your authentic, wonderful selves out into the world. Your podcast makes me gleeful. It makes me laugh loudly by myself in public spaces, sometimes while running, which is probably terrifying for anybody nearby. (laughs) It makes me feel seen and reminds me that just because I don't see myself represented in popular culture doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist. Representation matters with love, V. Oh, my
0: God. That is honestly just those those words feel so kind the fact that this silly podcast that we get together and do every week and laugh through and make butt jokes through it can resonate with um someone who came out late in life um you know 28 is is pretty late to be figuring finding but that out pretty
1: common I, I know it, so many like yes. older folks who have come out after being married like sure. all walks of life yeah there are no rules there are no
0: rules but that's what i feel like um via saying here in this message is that you know it, you don't expect in your early 30s to be learning so much about Yourself, and mm-hmm. I mean that's a much more serious uh, definition of the word education. Like l- you know, so personal learning about yeah. learning all this about yourself um, after your formal education is is done, and you're you know a part of a functioning member of society, as they say. <laughs> um, so that is um, I, that is precious to to hear. Not precious in a demeaning way, but like truly, like truest sense mm-hmm. of the word, I find that to be like those words are. Um, They're special to hear, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, And now for something a lot less touching. uh, We heard from a straight boy. (laughs) Just display it.
2: Hey, guys. It's Alec, president of the Southwest chapter of the My Best Friends Journal fan club. Just wanted to say you guys are great. You are hilarious and smart. And as a straight guy, it's really inspiring to hear your stories about coming out, and coming to terms with who you are at such an early age and you know minus all the homophobia in the world i am jealous because you guys are just so you and you are so comfortable with who you are and it's just really cool and i would love nothing more than to be a straight guy at a bar in a crop top <laughs> ordering a lemon drop <laughs> while talking about my feelings but you can do that you know that's that's my journey and that's Something I'm building towards So anyway In honor of your 50th episode I am going to rank the grossest things I have heard on your podcast Number one Banjo
1: string uh uh uh
0: What is a banjo string? Are we talking about like on the underside? Mm -hmm. The frenulum?
1: That thing snapped and he bled quite a bit And then the foreskin was hanging down like a loose turtleneck Oh my god that's it.
2: That's the whole list I have lost. Sleep over that one. Sometimes during the day, I'll just think about it on accident. And like my dick will hurt, and then I'll just go into a spiral of anxiety. And it's the grossest thing I've ever heard on a podcast. So keep up the good work, guys. That
0: is so funny. I love how very obviously haunting that is. I've never thought about that since we recorded the episode. It really fucked with them.
1: I would probably not put it as top 10 grossest things but you know we different strokes for different folks
0: i have to say really quickly what i would absolutely wear a crop top to a bar but i would not order a lemon
1: drop no me either um i actually might fag hateful and rude um but straight boys can absolutely wear a crop top to a bar i'm just saying like do you man sure yeah let's see that abdomen Mm. Mm, torsos (laughs) Torsos. he just like sounds straight i love it he does (laughs) He is. (laughs) It's like amazing how straight this straight person
0: sounds. (laughs) Oh, Mike, we probably can't have an episode without digging into some butt stuff.
1: I don't need... I don't (laughs) love the... Turn a phrase, digging into some butt stuff.
0: We heard from multiple women about what it's like to be a straight woman playing with a straight dude's butt. Uh, and <laughs> it was it, it provided some real insight that I was not expecting. I thought that was all just like some sitcom bullshit banter.
1: Yes, these women exist. They are out there, and I personally know one of them. Um, we got some audio from somebody in my past who has um touched a straight butthole, so let's hear it. <laughs> touched a straight butthole. All right, here we go. Here we go.
3: Hey, guys. So I am a day one listener, and I just have to say congratulations on 50 episodes as well as the New York Times feature. I know I'm a little biased because Mike's my friend, and I'm also in the journal as well, but I look forward to this podcast every week. I'm not even joking. I hop out of bed every Thursday and I listen to you guys while I make coffee and I eat my breakfast. It's my little thing that I do. I have I force my boyfriend to listen because I'm just <laughs> like, this <laughs> should be heard by everyone. This is funny. This is unique content. It truly is talking about you know gay life, but then also the juxtaposition of reflecting on one's life and learning from your mistakes, recognizing your patterns and growing from them. I
1: haven't made any <laughs> Mistakes.
3: And maybe that's not the intention, but I think it's a great takeaway. And uh, one last thing before I go, I will say in regards to last week's episode that I had an ex who did like butt play. He liked to finger in the booty hole during sexual (laughs) relations. Booty hole. And (laughs) he truly... You know, I was open to it, and uh, that is something that now I have in my arsenal. Can't say that every man's really digging it. You definitely want consent. You want to ask, but uh, (laughs) that's just something I wanted to leave you guys with. Uh, Congratulations again. You guys are wonderful, and uh, keep it up.
0: Do you think she did arsenal on purpose? Because arse, like British for ass,
1: arsenal. Arsenal.
0: From this day forward, I will be trying to work the word arsenal into every conversation we have
1: about butts, because it's too perfect. It's fucking brilliant. Also, Love the use of the word booty hole. Thank you so much for that voicemail. It gave us a good chuckle. And I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that you are not the only one with that um, skill in your arsenal. One message from an anonymous listener
0: said that she, uh, had, a, she had a sexual partner who was quite open to the idea. Uh, and she knew that because of his personality already. So she just started kind of exploring when she'd go down on him. And she found a magic button, as she said. So if she got tired, uh, she could... Pull the trigger and just make him come right <laughs> like that. Um, based on this message, I don't think it was full insertion, but it was pressure. playing. It was yeah, it was, it was it was
1: playing with pressure in and around there, the b hole. That's the thing we haven't talked about. You can absolutely like you can push on the that spot and like you the, have to stop making that <laughs> i'm like fingering the air <laughs> i'm digitally stimulating the air um you can push on on like the the spot in the taint where like i guess yeah. is it touching your prostate
0: uh it's putting pressure on i don't know all that down there but you don't have to get fully
1: inside to, to play that's with it that's true
0: yeah you can push on the taint you can lick a finger and and, and just kind of smack it on the hole you can, <gasps> you can...
1: <laughs> why <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just just get in there. See what you can do. Um, we heard from another straight woman who said the closest she got to anal play with her boyfriend was him asking if they could do anal and her saying, only if you go first. <laughs> do you think she would have tried if he was up, open to it? I don't know. We didn't get any more information, but...
0: I love that. Like, sure, but I think I would like to see
1: you shove something up there first. Yeah, you can fuck my ass, but I want to fuck your ass first. I think that's totally fair. It is totally fair. The last straight woman who has told us about her arsenal of skills with her hubby's butthole (laughs) is uh, A, from Sacramento. Her husband loves butt play and uh has been working his way up to a pegging situation (gasps) now i want to know if she licks his booty hole i would bet i bet
0: if he likes ass play i bet she gives him the
1: old rusty trombone (laughs) the rusty trombone the point is we don't want it rusty
0: (laughs) we've talked about this the rusty trombone is just a rim job with a reach around
1: yeah but it's rusty for a disgusting reason
0: because most buttholes are brown that's all oh okay darker than the skin around them
1: would you bleach your
0: No. I don't want any chemicals on my butthole. I think it's a perfectly nice color. It's a natural color of butthole. That's true. I haven't looked at it with a hand mirror in many years, but I think it's fine. <laughs> I haven't had any complaints. Can you
1: show me? Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> We've talked before. We've talked about pulling out Pantone swatches for our buttholes to see exactly what kind of color they are.
1: <laughs> oh, we did, yeah. I'm like a, a robin's egg blue, strangely.
0: Uh, oh, I had a designer friend after that episode reach out and ask what Pantone swatch it actually was and I sent her back a swatch that was metallic silver just to throw her off <laughs> the
1: tin man sphincter um,
0: thank you friends and loyal listeners it was lovely to hear from you this was a special uh, occasion for us a lot of beautiful self congratulatory messages we've chosen to play on our, our podcast I know we're I'm
1: like <laughs> send us your personal stories and we're only going to play the ones that congratulate us <laughs>
0: 50 episodes felt like quite a uh, quite a landmark.
1: It's been a year. We've been yeah. doing this for a year because the first week we released three at once.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's officially been a year. Cheers to 50 more, baby.
1: That was a candle and a coffee mug <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> hey, I'm doing my best.
0: Also, you won't let me drink during podcasts anymore since that the notorious whiskey episode of 1999.
1: Nope, 2019. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. episode 8 on the rocks. It was a fucking nightmare to edit. <laughs> All right, before we head out of here, Kim, where can the people find more of My Best Friend's Journal?
0: You can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us on social media at Podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Real quick before we sign off, um, we did have one more voicemail that I feel we should hear. It's um, another character from the show.
3: Weebo. <laughs> How, what do you think of Mikey and Cam's podcast? Where's that? You know, the podcast, every week, the show. You like it? Yeah, but I don't know what it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say congratulations. I' to you, Mikey. I love you. And I love Cam, you, too. Bye, Cam. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> oh, my God, the weebs. What a legend. You heard her. Bye, Cam. <laughs> bye.
0: I don't know what is that. <laughs>